G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Let's turn our attention to the looming abortion bill that's being debated in the state of South Australia. As you know, we take time on 2020 to support the great work of so many pro-life organisations who are all doing wonderful work in trying to turn the tide on the abortion industry. In fact, Abortion has become the leading cause of death in Australia. There is a concerning issue that's come to light, though. Throughout the past year, a petition has been promoted in much of the church community in South Australia, and to the dismay of some, pastors and congregations have been quick to encourage signing a petition that many are now saying is badly worded and Christians, of all people, ought not to have a bar of it. Let's get some insights into what's happening on the ground. Trevor Grace and his wife Robin lead the pro-life outfit Pregnancy Help SA in South Australia. Trevor's joining us once again. Trevor, welcome back to 2020. Oh, thank you, Neil. Trevor, it's been a long-running petition now and it does seem to be that there's a little controversy over the wording. Yes, uh, in your introduction you mentioned badly worded. Um, I think that might be a little bit of an understatement because the actual petition uh, is actually promoting abortion, and uh, that seems pretty hard to believe. Particularly, it's coming out of a uh, you know sort of a Christian uh, group or a, a group of people or a number of people who are promoting it into the churches. And the actual petition says that, uh, amongst a number of things, that abortion is healthcare, and that are taking uh, taking abortion pills. Is uh, is okay, and uh, amongst other things, uh, it also says that the current South Australian abortion laws are essential. Now, I don't know how the the South Australian current abortion laws can be essential, but it also goes on to say that um, this is good regarding that it can detect fetal abnormalities up to the gestational limit of twenty eight weeks. So, in effect, the petition is promoting abortion up to 28 weeks and the reason why it's doing this the people who've devised this think that it's a good strategy in stopping abortion going up to birth but when we look at the actual petition itself we start seeing that well hang on if we're signing away on this we're actually saying that abortion up to 28 weeks is okay and uh, many people, and I think um, you know, the Christian belief is that you can't sign away uh, the life of uh, unborn children up to 28 weeks. 
It is a concern, isn't it, when you've got pro-life organisations that adopt some of the terminology of the pro-abortion industry. And as you mentioned, best practice health care, which is one way that a pro-abortion industry likes to promote it, as though it is a health care practice for women just to go and have an abortion. So the way that people get caught up into those terminologies, I suspect you have to engage with the terminologies because that's what parliamentarians, people who will vote on the legislation, are thinking in those sorts of words. But how do you get around that? When you don't want to use those words, you don't want them to be a part of your vernacular. Uh, how do you start to communicate into those if you're communicating to those politicians? Well, it's exactly, Neil. I think that's a good question. I, I think in general we have to be very careful with language as Christians. You know, We generally do, as you say, we do adopt certain words or terms, even the word abortion is a euphemism because when we really look at it, what is it doing? Aborting or ending the life, in actual fact, it's killing. So it's killing an unborn baby and people like to say, oh, let's not even call it abortion now, let's call it a termination or an ending of a pregnancy. Um, But it's even shifted further than that because people like to um, generally talk in general terms and say, oh, this is best practice health care for women and don't really even want to talk about that it is an abortion if we wanted to use even the euphemism. So, and this is a problem for Christians, particularly in this petition, what we're looking at, it mentions abortion quite uh, a number of times and really it detracts away from the humanity of the, the baby that's being killed. And this, this is a, a big problem for Christians. So I think... We have to avoid uh, using the same language and, you know, in actual fact, we should be interpreting what's happening to the world and bringing that to the, uh, their attention instead of just using their terms and trying to, to hide what is really happening here. Uh, the language is a concern. Is it possible, Trevor, that there are even some Christian groups, even some Christian leaders who have inadvertently encouraged people to sign this petition, uh, thinking that uh, in using those terms that might be okay? Well, it, that's exactly what's happened. Um, I've actually um, you know, sort of spoken to a number of ministers who have had this in their church and they've had um, the hard copies of this and they've directed people to the uh, petition as well. And what I've said to them is, um, you know, that there's going to be a lot of particularly young people or young Christians who'd be looking at this and they would be thinking that, oh, this is okay to actually sign this and what they're signing away, they're supporting the, the, uh, the killing of unborn babies up to 28 weeks as a strategy, maybe they've been told, look, this is a strategy we're using to prevent abortion coming in up to birth. But in effect, what sort of message does this send? For example, maybe um, a a pregnant teenager, the baby's uh, 12 weeks gestation, uh, or even her boyfriend, and they could be in a a particular church, and they think, well, my uh, church community is signing this, and I'm only 12 weeks pregnant, or my girlfriend's only 12 weeks pregnant, and look, this is up to 28 weeks we're concerned with. You know, anything uh, under that is okay. 
So it sends a bad message, not only to the, the Christian community, but also, I believe it's a bad witness for those outside the, the Christian community because it says that we're really supporting something where we're prepared to say this human being in the womb is of no value that can be disposed of up to 28 weeks. And I think it's a little bit like a, what you call a lifeboat ethics, is that just say if you've got four people in a lifeboat and you know that the, the idea is trying to survive um, you know, when you're in the open seas and you have a person in the boat and you think, well, that's, he's, he's or she's pretty weak. If we get rid of that person, we could survive. But that idea is quite dangerous, because, particularly as Christians, because then we're being pragmatic. We can say, look, we're going to save our life or we're going to save other people's lives by having a scapegoat, having someone who is of no value or less value than us. So this is how it goes in the end. Trevor, one or two comments I've heard are that the petition targets only one part of the bill that's trying to stop abortion to birth and in keeping the abortion law to 28 weeks. And you've just mentioned a few very important points there. But you'll be defining the baby in the womb as human if you can stop the abortion going on right up to birth. Uh, the idea that there is some sort of precedent that can be won and way to wind back the dreadfully oppressive laws if you can actually win that decision. Uh, what you're saying here is there's a little bit of compromise there in, a, in order to make that claim. That's exactly right. Um, the compromise is, is being there. And I, as Christians, we have no right to do that because when we look at the commandments, particularly if we look at the sixth commandment, we're told thou shall not murder. And uh, also it tells us other things in Proverbs 24, 11 to 12. It tells us um, that we are to uh, defend um, or stop um, you know, someone going to the, their death. And this is the thing that we have to look at is that what um, are we doing? What sort of precedent are we setting here if we are saying that some human beings don't need the protection and also, there's another side to this as well. That uh, strategy, which is being used to say, let's not go any further than what we've got already, has been tried in every other state that already has abortion up to birth now anyway. So it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked, and it may well turn off those who will be your greatest supporters, those who are Christians who recognise that Life begins at conception and that there is value to that baby in the womb because we're created in the image and likeness of God. It does create a dilemma, doesn't it? That when the opportunity comes, when the tide begins to turn, and we can see that happening in other places around the world, especially the US, there is going to be some sort of incremental fight back to win back the rights of unborn babies and they are going to have to go incrementally that's common sense that's going to have to happen is it going to be hard to argue those things if you don't in some ways engage with the language that politicians use i think it's uh, going back to the uh, use of language it's important to know that where it has made uh, progress as in in the united states where it um, the abortion laws have been going back in some areas, I'm not saying all areas, because it's been going the opposite direction in some states in America. 
But what we see is when the child in the womb is given full status of personhood, we see that, and particularly that's biblical as well, we see that um, we're on more solid grounds. When we start picking and choosing from conception to birth, what happens there is that it's weak all the way along. We start seeing that there's uh, an idea that somebody's not a person when they're you know, perhaps 10 weeks or 12 weeks or 15 weeks. And what we generally see is that a weakening of the idea of uh, let's save these uh, vulnerable children in the womb. And so I would, I would always stick to a strategy of saying, as what you originally said then, was that from conception to birth should be protected. And that, that's been the Christian view for the last couple of thousand years. And that's the, the hallmark of Christians is to defend the truth is what we can do. So, And also what we have to look at too is um, we know as Christians, one of the first things we want to do is to be God-honouring. And as 1 Corinthians tells us to do, 1 Corinthians 10.31, it says, no matter what, whatever you do, do for the glory of God. And I can't see by conceding in any way that some of the children in the womb, some of these babies in the womb, and bear in mind that um, the idea, uh, particularly say when John the Baptist or Jesus is in the womb, it's described as brephos, which is a Greek word, and also, so it's, a, a, it's described as a, a child in the womb, if you want to take the, uh, the meaning of that word. And also, when Jesus was born, it's described as a child in the manger, which is breathos as well. And when Jesus said, let the little children come to me, the word there in Greek too is breathos. So there's no distinction between the child in the womb and the child out of the womb as being um, a child and not like a fetus or something like that that we shouldn't protect. Seems to be that whenever we talk about an incremental fight back, we're always going to need to reinforce what it is that makes us Christian in our pro-life response. And uh, you've reminded us very strongly today, Trevor Grace, that there is a deception around and it uh, does require every Christian believer to take care about what we are endorsing, lest we be endorsing something that goes against the sort of ethos that a Christian might hold to with a biblical understanding of life. Trevor Grace and his wife Robin, they lead the pro-life outfit Pregnancy Help SA. Google Pregnancy Help SA and do, for every listener in South Australia, support all of the good efforts that are being made by pro-life groups as you're coming up against this new legislation, this pro-abortion legislation being debated by the South Australian Parliament. Trevor Grace, thanks so much for uh, updating us today with your thoughts today on 2020. Well, thank you, Neil, for having me. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 